Welcome, DFS Golf with Tony. My name is Tony, and of course, DFS Golf each and every Monday night right here, part of the iLogic Media Network. Last week, we had the Masters, and hopefully you did well last week. Hideki Matsuyama takes the Masters last week. Didn't have him on this show. And it's interesting because there are certain golfers that when you follow this week in, week out, that you like. And I always like Hideki Matsuyama. Always played him. But this year, I've been off him a little bit. His putting has been a little crazy. Some of the shots are crazy. But it was enjoyable to watch him put together an amazing Saturday afternoon, going seven under and uh, getting himself the victory at the Masters. It would have been better if I had him all along, but I didn't. But you can't win them all, so we go back at it this week. He got a little back on Sunday, actually using him in some of my showdown lineups last week, and it went well there. In fact, I'm toying with the idea of increasing uh, the activity on DFS Golf with Tony to include some of the showdowns during the week because we're in a DFS Golf, and the big thing is, bang, you get to play each and every week. You get to play a new lineup. You're never out of it. Same thing in the tournaments. When you look at golf after Friday, right, some of us are out of it. You have two guys in your lineup, three guys in your lineup, four guys in your lineup. So you still have the ability to play some of those showdowns. And we have so many formats now with snake drafts. Uh, we've got captain showdowns. We have the regular showdowns. So we have all those opportunities. So we might increase the activity of DFS golf with Tony. This week, what do we got? We got the RBC Heritage, right? And this is one of those that you look at and you say, ah, Tony, it's the week after the Masters. Who's going to be playing? Is anyone excited? Is anyone going to be jumping all over it? And I say, hey, this week they are. This week we are. We've got a great field in this week. And you got to be fired up this week if you see it now and you're absolutely ready and raring to go, because I am. When you're talking about the RBC heritage, we've got a fine field and we're ready to put everything into play. Now, one of the things I'm looking at in this week is a Pete Dye course, a Pete Dye course. Now, these courses generally are the ones that take out the big hitters and it's more of a position game. And this one is absolutely fits that mold in every single way. Because when you look at this one, 7,120 feet is the distance on this course. So not a big course by any stretch of the imagination. The putting greens are small. The average distance to drive, to set up in this course, and I give my guy Pat Mayo a lot of credit for this, is 267 yards, 0.7. The, the, the PGA Tour average driving distance is 282. So you're coming up 15 yards shorter in this than every other course. You got to like that. So you say, Tony, what stats should we be looking for? We're going strokes gained approach, strokes gained putting, scrambling, and strokes gained total. And I got to be honest with you, folks. When you use algorithms, you put data into statistics, you can't just take what's fed to you. I went with 24 holes, the last 24 holes. 
24 holes, last 24 rounds. What the heck is going on? The last 24 rounds. I went with Pete Dye courses, and I went with Bermuda grass. And all those come into play, and all those are prevalent, and all those are true. And then I played with the percentages time and time again. And the number one golfer in my model is the lowest-priced golfer out there. That is Luke Donald. Luke Donald is the number one golfer in my model. But if you go and you look at the last 24 rounds, I'm like, is my model broken? Do I need to put batteries in it? I'm going to exclude Luke Donald, and I am not putting him in my lineup. And I don't feel bad about it. And at $6,000, he could certainly be worth the risk. So I'm not going to do that. Just not going that route. Now, we've had some graphics leak out some of the guys that I'm going to be putting in my lineup. But here's how it goes. Number two on my list in my graphic and in my lineup is none other than Webb Simpson. $10,700. He's 10th in shots gained. Shots gained, arg, right? Arg, right around the... Right around the surface, 11th, 13 shots gained putting, 19th in R, and then strokes gained, scrambling. He's got number two. So Webb Simpson, 10,700. He's won this event in the past. Number two in my model, I'm going back to him. Next guy in my model, again, 6,100 bucks. Arg in putting and scrambling are where he's at. Those are right around the green. Nothing to do with putting in accuracy. Accuracy, driving accuracy has to be in your model this week, right? We already talked about long hitters are not needed, but we do need guys that keep it in the fairway. We're looking at guys averaging about 67% in the fairway on this one. you got to bang it in there. 6,100, Willie McGurk next to my lineup, all because of the small ball mentality, and I'm not going to the well with Willie McGurk. Next two guys that are in my model at four and five are two older guys that you're all familiar with and guys that I really like. I play Ian Poulter a lot. And 7600 bucks in this week when we're looking at this guy coming first in scrambling, first in arg, Ian Poulter, 7600 bucks definitely in my lineup. And then a guy who I thought was playing terrible into a month ago is Matt Kuchar, 8000 bucks. another guy that excels on these small courses, excels even though he's not been playing great this year. In the courses that Matt Kuchar plays well, he's played well. So I've got him in my lineup as well. Next guy, I don't have in my lineup. He has not been playing great on the PGA Tour, and that's Jim Furyk at 6600 He came seventh in my model. Number eight in my model is in my lineup at 8100 bucks. Kevin Nah. Kevin Nah. Second in ARG. Plays well in these Pete Dye courses. 266, definitely something he can hit. I'm a guy that's going to take these small ball guys this week, guys with experience, guys that have played well here. And I'm going to throw them in my lineup. 
in Kevin Na. Number nine on my model was Harmon. Brian Harmon. 8700 bucks, a little too expensive for me there. Next guy on my list, 11600 was Dustin Johnson. Last week, I had Dustin Johnson everywhere in my lineup. Again, he folded very, very bad. And I'm not going to go back to the well. It's interesting because a lot of times you look at guys that don't play the well the week before, but it's been three or four weeks now with Dustin Johnson uh, that we haven't seen. I jumped in, so maybe I'm a disgruntled lover on the Dustin Johnson situation, but I'm not going back to the well. Um, then another guy that I liked um, a little bit here was Ryan Moore. I didn't use him in my lineup, but to tell you the truth, he's 6900 bucks. If you're looking for a cheap option, he's a guy you could go with. The lot and gas guy in my lineup is a guy that I used to play a lot. And it's been a while since I've gone there. And in this field, I actually feel confident I use a patent Kazire uh, in my lineup this week. And the only thing that he has failed in out of this, everything I was looking for is scrambling gain. He still comes at 78%. So uh, that's in the lower half of the field, and that's outside of the cut line. So we can go there. We've got 138 golfers this week, so we're going to need five of six. I did have some lineups cash last week with four of six in the Masters, which was kind of crazy. When you think about the limited amount of cuts and the golfers that we could absolutely write off. But we did have a lot of big names outside the cut line that brought some of those into play. So once again, my lineup this week in golf, I'm a little perplexed. I'm a little bit liking my lineup. And Webb Simpson, not a guy that has done well for me in the past, but he has a first last year. So he comes in the defending champion against a very good field uh, last year. Webb Simpson, perfect course for him. We said the same thing about the Players' Championship. So hopefully Webb comes through at 10700 bucks. Defending championship in his last five events in this tournament. 16th, a tied for 5th, tied for 11th, and a tied for 66th. So we got three top 11s, including taking this whole thing down. You say, Tony, who's next? And where are we going to go? Recap it for me, baby. Recap it for me. Well, my guy, Kevin Na, did not play last year. 2019, tied for 10th. Missed the cut in 2018. Tied for 39, 2017. And tied for 4th. So two top 10s in the last four appearances for Kevin Na at $8,100 for Kevin Na. And he go, Matt Kuchar, Tony. Matt Kuchar, I know. I thought we were done with the days of Matt Kuchar, but we're back. Tied for 41st last year, tied for 2nd, 2019, tied for 23rd, tied for 11th, tied for 9th. Three out of the last five tournaments he's played in in this event, three top 11s for Matt Kuchar. Cooch on the loose. And I just realized that I skipped one golfer. So there's going to be one golfer that you still don't know about. And uh, it'll be a little bit of a surprise. I'm putting it on edge. I'm trying to make you play along and say, ooh, Tony, what is the cliffhanger? What is the cliffhanger here, Tony? What is the cliffhanger? And I'm not going to give it to you yet. I'm going to give you Patton Kazire, right? Patton Kazire. Tony, does he have any luck in this tournament? Has he done anything? Missed the cut 
last year against a very good field, 45th, 32nd, and 14th. So he doesn't have the course history uh, that the rest of it had. So who's the guy Tony missed based on all the statistics? He's $8,800. He's only played in this tournament one time. He is Tommy Fleetwood, tied for 25th in this tournament. And you say, Tony, Tommy Fleetwood's not a guy you mention too often. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood's a guy in 2018. I wrote a lot, and he would come in for us. Then we saw him before the whole pandemic thing, not play so well, not play well after the pandemic thing. But when I look at it, Tommy Fleetwood is a guy that's going to check all the boxes in this one. He came in number 20 in my model, but he didn't come past number 56 in any single category. Uh, he came in tied for first in AUG right around the green. Get that thing in the right position. Tommy Fleetwood, you hit a hole-in-one last week. Can we get back-to-back hole-in-ones? That's what I'd like to see. DFS Golf with Tony. You got it here. Tommy Fleetwood. Matt Kucha. Patton Kazaya. Kazaya is my desire at $6,500. Kevin Na, $8,100. Ian Poulter, $7,600. And Webb Simpson. The most boringest elite golfer there could be because I can't call Harris English elite, right? So Webb Simpson might be a stretch to elite, maybe good to elite, but boring. He don't hit it long. He don't do anything great. He just does what he's supposed to do. In life, that's sometimes all you need. DFS Golf with Tony. My name is Tony. You go out there with your single entry lineup. Stick that single bullet out there and come home and make yourself a winner. And if you want to be a winner, make sure you check out all the great shows on iLogic Media. Uh, last week, I was on with the Little Master Show on Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. We all broke down all our plays in the Masters. I came up second through all the hosts. We did okay. We didn't have Hideki Matsuyama. We needed Hideki Matsuyama. But we had a lot of other good plays in there. And you know what? We're going to come back strong. And we're going to come back better than ever. So make sure you tune in. Tuesday night, iLogic Media. We'll have a little golf. Hey, we got cooking shows. We got drinking shows. We got nostalgia shows. We got war and history shows. iLogic Media. iLogic Media. Google it. And say, hey, if they have DFS Golf with Tony. And Tony's a man of the world, a true renaissance man. Why wouldn't I check it out? If he checks it out, you should too. DFS Golf with Tony. We're out of here. Good luck this week. Make some money. Yeah.